Welcome to the Liberal Europe Podcast, the European Liberal Forum Project. I'm your host, Ricard Silvestre. And what a great episode we have today. I'm very happy to have on the podcast for a conversation about all things liberal youth and the political future of Europe, but also the work done by LIMEC, which is the pan-European youth organization associated with the ALDE party and the Renew Europe group at European Parliament. And all this with Dan-Aria Sukuri. Dan-Aria is the actual president of LIMEC, and he's going to talk to us about the work done by the organization. And later on, because he has a very close relationship with the region, I asked Dan-Aria to go a little bit into the Moldova situation and also Ukraine, two countries where he lived. This conversation was recorded live during the 2022 the Party Congress in Dublin. And after our conversation, I'll be back to tell you about some of the events organized by ELF for this month of June. But now, with no further ado, I bring you the president of LIMEC, Denarius Sukuri. I'm here with Denarius Sukuri. Denarius, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's great to have you here. And uh, finally, I have you here. I'm we already have some past together. We've been doing some ELF events, but now you are the president of LIMEC and you are here in that position. But I'm going to challenge you later on to speak a little bit about your home country, which is Moldova. But now uh, let's talk a little bit about yourself. So tell our listeners, how did you get to this point where you are right now? Two weeks ago, actually today, I got elected as the president of LIMEC, which is the youth organization of ALDE. Uh, before that, it's actually not my first time in the bureau. Uh, I have started my, so to say, career in LIMEC as a communications officer uh, in 2018, and then vice president, and now I'm the president. And you mentioned a bit my my home country, uh, which we will indeed talk about later. But it has influenced on why I am here. Uh, I, I am, as you say, born in Moldova, but I live in Sweden, which I have lived almost my entire life and for me the difference of seeing what it means to be a part of the peace project europe mm -hmm. to be a part of a union that collaborates finds solution and shares values and what it means to be on the same continent but outside this mm -hmm. union i think this is a painful reminder today when we see what happens in ukraine on what it means to be outside uh european union in this case and that has influenced my uh, so to say, engagement and activism in, in LIMEC. But of course, then it is the values that I do share at the international cooperation, uh, values such as solidarity on the European level. And I mean now, not only in the union, but on the entire continent. This is something that I would like to have your take on it, you being an European outside the European Union, but at the same time. But let's focus on LIMEC now. Uh, I already had uh, conversations about LIMEC on the podcast and also on our video cast, so nothing new for our listeners, but things are always changing. So please tell me now that you are the president. How do you see then the next stage of the organization going under your leadership? Well, we are facing actually many challenges right now. We have the Year of the Youth, which of course as a youth organization is very important to us. We have a crisis in Europe affecting everyone, but we also do have EP elections in, uh, well, less than two years now. All these things means a lot of work for us, important work that we see. We began the last mandate with preparing good cooperations with our friends, ELF among, among them. Uh, we were talking a bit with, with ALDE, with Renew Europe and what we 
where we want to go, but also that we want to be a part of all these things I mentioned, especially the EP elections. So this mandate will be a lot of a lot of work on implementing the ideas we have. Because, you know, as a youth organization, people join them because they believe in something. They want to contribute to some ideas, to some visions, but they also want to learn more about their own convictions. And ideas is something we have a lot on. And this year we will focus on actually implementing them. Because as a youth organization, you know, we're passionate about things, but sometimes our, our, our influence is limited. Mm-hmm. We are, as you say, we are not a party. We are not in the EP. However, we do have great friends and cooperation with ALDE, with our MEPs, with Renew Europe, with ELF. And this mandate we will focus on implementing our ideas because we have so much. I'm just going to give you a few examples. I, I'm paying, you know, this law about, uh, uh, you know, banning unpaid internship that there is now, uh, you know, it's a big topic in the EU. Uh, well, it was also bigger before the war. This is something Limec has been talking a lot about. The war in Ukraine, we were the first youth organization uh, that, that actually wanted to arm Ukraine and support Ukraine, not only with condemning uh, the Russian invasion, not only with, uh, with of course, you know, having thoughts and prayers, but actually doing something concrete, a, b- a bit more firm stance. And my conviction is that we do have all the ideas. We do have things that makes us liberals stand out, so to say. But now we need to focus on actually showing these ideas to our partners, but also being at the negotiation table when the vision of Europe that we want is going to be shaped. So this is something I'll, I would like you know, to highlight in, our, in this mandate. It's being more political, bringing our ideas, and we have many of them, to the table. Do you see then that interest in what the youth, liberal youth, has to say? So my question to you is that when you are seated at a table, are people actually listening to the requests, to the uh, demands that the youth are doing? Because we need to secure your, our future, we need to think about future work, future social benefits. So how are we on that? It is actually a challenge. And, and, and it's nothing new that, you know, not only our youth organization, but many, I think, national, international, always demanding things and say things like you just mentioned, you know, that the youth is the future and so on. And we see that, uh, you know, established politicians like Ursula von der Leyen, for instance, had talked about it on the year for the year of the youth, that, you know, the youth is our future and all this, which is, of course, important, but it stays like slogans. And and our challenge is to take this, you know, slogan phase out of out of our work but actually have it into something concrete and this is a challenge we have to be honest this is a challenge we in youth have as well you know not only to demand things but actually make the politicians listen and i think one of the ways to do that is to to tie it while it's relevant of course everyone can agree i mean who does does not agree on that the youth is our future. I, I haven't heard anyone, at least. Uh, but, w- but we need to show them why and, and how, and of course, why we say the things we do. And, and for instance, um, on, on, on youth here, uh, one of the things we will focus about is youth unemployment this year. Why? Because we have seen that in the lights of the pandemic, of course, it has been de- devastating for many people, but young people have been hit the hardest when it comes to jobs, which, of course, also led to mental health issues and, and, and several problems with that. Now, how do we communicate that to our politicians when saying youth is our future? Well, we can tie it to the fact that many of us, all of us, actually want to have a 
competitive and innovative Europe, right? We see now, especially with the war with Ukraine, that Europe, while it's more united than ever, while it has a, more, a, a stronger bargaining chip, uh, there's still some things that can be better. Our belief in Limec is that by having an innovative, more econ- economic competitive Europe, uh, this is our way to make it to the, well, shall we say, world stage. So when we're talking about youth is the future, we're also mentioning on that with having a youth that, can, that of course, are mentally well, having a, a generation that believes in the future, having a generation that has a job to go to and actually wants to stay in the European Union uh, and in European countries, then we need to work. And this way, I know that many European politicians, that's what they're also thinking, how to make Europe more competitive. So here we do tie, you know, this slogan, youth is our future, to youth is the European future. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way we need to communicate, like why, so, so it doesn't look like a self-interest, you know, thing, but it actually, to tie it to why it's important to the common goal we have. It is just more than slogans, it is just more than political will, it's actually an emergency. And as you express it very elegantly so. One thing that you also do on LIMEC, and this is for our listeners that are uh, could be inside your organization and could play a, an important role, and that is you do a lot of training. I do at the end of our uh, each episode, I always do this week on ELF, we're doing this, this and that. And there's always training, LIMEC is always training people, new human resources. Tell us again, how does this fit then in a bigger plan of continuing to work in this level, not only on the political level, as you said, but also on the grassroots. Indeed, we have a lot of trainings and there are several reasons for that. One, uh, of course, being a youth organization, uh, if you compare it to being an MEP or something, age you know, has, a, has a part to play in this. So, of course, we always need to bring new people in to make you know, LIMEC alive and always current and up to date and active. That's one of the reasons we have so many trainings. Two, we do represent over 60 member organizations all across Europe. These are people that, of course, as I mentioned before, that actively joined their youth organizations in their country and showed an interest to LIMEC. This means that there are people willing to sacrifice their time, their activism, and, and, and also contribute with their ideas to you know, offer some solutions to the demand challenges we have. I think it's only right that we acknowledge the activism and engagement of these people and offer them a way to, you know, stimulate it. So we have a lot of trainings because one, uh, we are a big organization with many active members. Two, uh, we need to always keep keep Lima going, so to say, uh, you know, we have one bureau now, in two years we we'll, might have another, and then it's good that you have people already that have been working in these environments and know how to take over. But also, as you say, this grassroots movement, I mean, we don't, we're not MEPs. We don't sit in the European Parliament and discuss things. Things we do, things we influence is on national level. We have this international forum that LIMEC is uh, on gathering like-minded people across Europe. But the ideas we take from there, the discussions we have, I as president, of course, take them to the forums I'm sitting in, which is, of course, with, the, with ALDE, with our friends from Renew, but also with you from ELF. But then we have other members that influences these ideas at home because it's equal as important because we have so many challenges and everyone needs to get on board. So I think 
by having many trainings like this, we, we deepen our knowledge, but we also make sure that our ideas and our visions comes across everywhere and thus also uh, lower the threshold on actually making ideas into concrete policies because the Bureau cannot do it alone. Without our members, uh, it would be very much harder. Let's move to another thing that youth is the future, and that relates to the Conference on the Future of Europe. I was very fortunate to be part of the Renew Europe uh, table discussions. I was in Strasbourg when the, the final table discussion happened. And again, then, Nadia, I can tell you that that was one of the slogans. We need to think about the future of Europe, but we also need to think about the young the young. Uh, people of the future of Europe. Now, LIMEC was, they didn't, they didn't come up to this empty-handed. I read uh, the recommendations you had on your website. This was before your, uh, now your uh, presidency, of course, but I'm sure you were involved in that. So you had a set of recommendations actually directed Ursula von der Leyen, directly to her, dear, dear president. So uh, a three-part question, which is that work was done what was the appreciation of the conference? What do you think if some of the desires of LIMEC were reflected on the final conclusions? And third, what can LIMEC keep asking all the party in Renew Europe to continue discussions and to continue to involve the youth, the liberal youth in it? Yes, so we, we have spent a lot of time, as you say, on the Conference on the Future of Europe. We have spent a lot of time on coming up with these recommendations that you mentioned, provided by our members uh, that through this, all these trainings that, that we talked about before. Indeed, we have spent a lot of work. However, it has been a bumpy ride. There is no way to go around that fact. Uh, we, when we at first presented our ideas, when we at first presented our recommendation, uh, we actually even communicated, uh, contacted the commission. At first, we got a reply that wasn't perhaps uh, what we have hoped for. It was more you know, a reply in slogans. Again, I, we mention this word frequently, but unfortunately that's that's a thing when you're active in, in a youth organization. We got something like, you know, thank you for your recommendation. This is very important. Uh, we will, of course, try to include youth more by having more sport festivals and all this, which shows, proves our point about, you know, that when you try to make something concrete of these word, wordings like youth are our future, it's very vague and it's very shallow, the work. That was at the first stage, however, but we insisted on, on, on showing that we actually worked on this. We have a lot of things on the table. And we, we continued and by the end, it actually, we, we got something from it. Uh, we talked with Renew and when it comes to our recommendations, I, I won't go point by point, but in general, it's about the things we discussed. We need to, you know, reactivate the, let's say the, Hope for hope of future among the young people. We need to, of course, be tackle climate change because this is something very important for young people. We need to make sure that young people feel more hope, feel more, you know, feel better in being citizens of the European Union. And then I, we went with this, like you know, better job, of course, tackling youth unemployment, mental health, and all this. But we also talk about how to act activate youth in decision making. And we also had some, uh, re well, reform recommendations on the EP. And we're actually happy to see that the suggestions about transnationalists and also lowering the voting age for 16s are now actually being processed. 
And I think, of course, I, I, I do believe that this is something other youth organizations has done, but we have worked with this extra hard. And I'm so happy to see that it actually, we're very close into making it to something real. And this is, of course, the product of being persistent, always believing in your ideas and pushing, 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 and not only, you know, be satisfied with the vague reply about we we love the youth and we're going to make sure you have more festivals. No, we actually want to have more concrete than that. We want to be more inclusive. We want to uh, boost the, the, you know, the hopes among our generations in the European Union uh, and all that. And to some extent, we, we see the results of it now. And I think one of our proudest achievements of our work, uh, where at least that it has been heard and acknowledged, is the fact that we are now discussing uh, transnationalists and lowering the voting age. Because this, we also believe that youth is not only the future, but youth is also a part of the present. Would LIMIC be open to continue this hard work, as you said, to push, to push? Have, I'm sure, a lot of people working in recommendations and letters if Renew Europe, if Alder Party continue to have the discussions about the future of Europe. So what I mean by that is that how often do you want these discussions to be as big as the Conference for the Future of Europe? Do you have any idea on that? Yearly, two years, three years, because I know that there are periods of uh, people taking over the organization and then then that will change. Do you have any uh, recommendation on that? Because you guys do recommendations. Let's just drop one here on the podcast now. I think our recommendation is aligned with our with our liberal values and our liberal convictions. You know, unlike perhaps the socialists in this case, we don't have a utopia society or an end game in politics. For us, politics and youth engagement in this case it's something that is steady ongoing it, 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 it will not stop because we we achieve some of the things we want it will always go on because challenges changes society changes and of course uh, sometimes uh, other things that we can't control changes as well in this regard our work is always based on like having clear objectives for each mandate, uh, we do in LIMEC when you elect a, a new bureau, of course, you take over the old work that the old bureau has, but you also set up new strategy for the current mandate. Uh, and this this is something we will continue on doing. And by this, we also you know assure a mechanism that is focusing on the present, but it's always there ready to, to you know, write objectives for the future. And I think this is very important. So I, I can't say like, oh, we need to have one year or two year or something like that, because we need to see where the society is going. And for that, we will be consistent. All right, I'm running out of time with you because as we're recording this, we are at the Alda Congress in Dublin, 2022, and you are actually going to be requested to be pretty soon in one of the events of the Congress. But I have you here and let's stay here for two more minutes because then we'll finish how people can get involved. One of the main conversations going on during this Congress is, of course, Ukraine, its expansion, its new members, how are things. Moldova just very recently also submitted their candidacy. Tell us you have a very close relationship to this process. How do you see things shaping up? I mentioned before that Europe is more united than ever, and it's because of the war, especially in time of crisis. But we also need to prepare for a united Europe in time of peace. I, as you said, I'm born in Moldova. I have actually lived in Kiev when I was a kid. Uh, we went to kindergarten. Both these countries are very dear to me. and But they're also, in my view, a part of our European family. 
a natural part, actually. We have a lot of work ahead, but I think we need to support these countries, not only morally, not only uh, military if so required, but also to make sure that they are, you know, we assist them in their pursuit of coming to the European family. So for that reason, of course, I, it's sad that it had, we, we needed a war for that. But nonetheless, perhaps it's a reminder that we need to be together in order to avoid conflicts as this. So there is a lot of work, but we in LIMEC, and I personally am very positive to, to this, you know, ex expansion of U European Union, but also to include uh, members that are natural part of this. The last message uh, from you, it's going to be people listening, how they can join the process, then tell, again, this young person that is listening to this podcast and thinking, I want to be a part of the process. What can they do? So we have uh, several options. One, if you are uh, a part of a liberal youth organization in, in Europe, uh, then my advice is, of course, to contact the international officer or international committee that you have in your youth organization. And then that, that way you also are a step closer to being active in LIMEC. Then we also have seen that there are some European countries don't have youth organizations or mem members of LIMEC. This is why we also have something called the individual member section. This means that individuals that share our values, that wants to be active, can be uh, active in LIMEC by applying for individual membership. This process is very easy. Uh, you, you just complete the form and then, of course, you are a part of our, of our work and our community, I should say. And then, of course, also uh, follow our social media, follow our website there. We update with all the events we have, with all our political priorities, but also uh, our visions in general. I'm going to put all the links on the podcast show notes so that our listeners can get involved and know more. I have the pleasure of meeting Denaria for some time now, all the way since Bucharest. And I remember at the time telling you that you had a bright future as a liberal and as a, someone involved in political activity. And I'm very happy that you're president, president of LIMEC, rooting for you, rooting for your organization. And thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you for the kind words and thank you for having me. And I'm also looking very much forward to the cooperation we have ahead because ELF is a big partner of us. And without ELF, many of these events and everything you mentioned wouldn't be possible. I'm back. Just reminded that you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher. And if you feel like it, give us a five-star review. In that way, you can help us spread even more liberal values and ideas. And now for some of the events organized by ELF for this month of June. On the 21st of June, this from 12.30 to 2.45 Central European time at the Anson office in Brussels, we have the event EU-China-USA, Three Block Systematic Conflict, Digital Policies and Trade Barriers. This is a discussion on the role of driving policies of trade barriers and is organized by ELF Secretariat and the German Economic Institute, which actually we had Vera Demedy on the podcast for a very interesting conversation. And then on the 22nd and the 23rd of June at Rome, Italy, at the Orazio Palace Hotel, organized by the Fondazione Luigi Naudi, we have the conference and presentation of the book Business Future Under EU Green Taxonomy. This is a publication from the European Liberal Forum with the cooperation of the Luigi Naudi Fondazione. To know more about this event, you just have to go to liberalforum.eu forward slash events. 
And this is all for now. I'll be back soon with more podcasts. Until then, let's keep making the world a better place. This podcast is produced by the European Liberal Forum, co-founded by the European Parliament, and have the support of the social liberal movement Think Tank in Portugal and Liberté Foundation in Poland. The views expressed herein are those of the speakers alone, and these views do not necessarily reflect those of the European Parliament and or the European Liberal Forum.